Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, all my listeners. This is your host, Jim Ventura. If it is your first time tuning into the show, a little bit about the show and a little bit about me to get us started. Uh, we run the show here every Thursday, almost every Thursday, uh, for about usually about 45-minute show. Um, first Thursday of the month, I always read my uh, column, which would be this today's show. I'll read my monthly column. I am a writer. I write a monthly column called Snake Oil. Um, you can find that on Google. Uh, also, uh, you can just simply email me and subscribe to the column. It comes once a month. And uh, I also am going to, that will be uh, published into a book, my first series of columns uh, in the next couple of months. Actually, I'm finishing uh, the second, uh, finishing publishing of my second book, which is actually Snake Oil Volume 1. I did uh, publish another book a few, a few years back called Dirty Little Secrets, and that's available on my website or at uh, Amazon as well, if you want to get a copy of that book. Um, I am a, uh, an astrologer and uh, a tarot reader and numerologist, and I like to call myself a navigational consultant, because rather than necessarily focus on, on psychic work, um, I do do readings. But you know, the, you know, the intention is to look at how the oral can help assist us in understanding you know, the, the process and the experience of creating our own reality and how to tweak that accordingly, um, if we're doing well with it, of course, that will be reflected in our oracles and our cards. And if we're having struggles, then it will show up there, and we can use those tools to help us kind of navigate a little bit more effectively. Uh, I have been doing private consultation work uh, with clients for, for many years now, 17, 18 years now, almost pushing toward 20, I guess. Uh, so I do do private consultations here at my home uh, office in Phoenix and, of course, by phone, uh, for out-of-area clients. Oh, you, I get all that information on my website if you're interested in any of that. Uh, you can go to the website at web.mac.com slash Ventura Words. Uh, and you could also, you can see, find that on the website here as well if you didn't catch that quickly enough. Anyway, thanks for joining me today. In a little while, I'm going to uh, turn on the phone lines and see if we have any callers that want to uh, especially ideally talk about the subject that we are going to get into today. Um, and then a little bit I'll also even be willing to take uh, calls if anyone has any personal questions and they want a five-minute mini-reading, uh, then they're, we're welcome to do that as well too. But that's going to be a little bit later on. We won't have as much time for that because this is our, our first of the month column show. And I do want to spend at least 20 minutes or so talking about this before we start to take callers. So again, I will put the caller number up in a little bit, but uh, I do want to focus on this particular subject and this column for a little while, since it definitely is uh, an important one, and I think uh, uh, will trigger a lot for, for a lot of different people, which is always my intention with my columns, to, to get people to really you know see the connectives that we all go through at some levels. So first I want to start off by reading uh, this month's column. And uh, this month's snake oil is actually called Injustice for All. So in the early part of 2011, I decided to offer my services to a Groupon type of company. The way these promotions work is actually very smart. The company designs a promotional ad for your business. Then they market the ad for a few days or a week at no cost to you. The only catch is that you have to offer your services 
at an extremely discounted rate. The promotional company is in charge of selling the vouchers and collects the money for the sales. Most of these types of companies do a 50-50 split with merchants, and that is how they make their money. Your business then gets a bunch of new customers who come in to use their vouchers. I ran a one-hour astrology chart interpretation for only $20 an hour because I do splits with the company who ran the promotion. I only actually made around $10 off each voucher. Still, even with taking a huge financial cut, the promotion was successful, and I did reach some new clients with 72 vouchers sold. A few months later, I thought it would be a good idea to contact the company and run another promotion. This time I figured I would run it in a different city. The benefit of my services are that I can offer my sessions by phone. This gives me a lot more options than most businesses have in terms of range. I called my Arizona representative, and she connected me with a rep in Colorado. The reply that I got was, quote, Thanks for your inquiry, but we are not interested in running your promotion at this time. We will let you know if we change our minds in the future. I was stunned. It never occurred to me that it would be rejected. How could they turn turn down a very successful money-making business? In addition, I wondered why they would risk displeasing a merchant that was already established in Arizona and possibly have me pull out of future Arizona promotions because of this. Rejecting me could potentially hurt the Arizona reps as well. I decided to press further and call the company's customer service representative and sent a message to my Phoenix rep. They were both equally confused and said they would contact the Colorado rep as well to find out why she did this. She replied to me immediately, quote, Sorry, Mr. Ventura, but because this would be a phone consultation, it wouldn't sell as well as it did in Phoenix. We also ran a similar type of promotion last year and had trouble with it. At this time, we can't run your ad, but we will get back to you if we change our mind in the future. In the future. Sincerely, A. Numskull. My head nearly exploded after reading this. I had sent many referrals to their businesses, and this Colorado woman diplomatically lied through her teeth to me. Well, through an email anyway. My original Phoenix promotion was also sold as a phone consultation. Many people chose to come to my home office, but the phone option didn't stop them from purchasing the session, so she was wrong about that. If they had run a plumber's promotion or any other type of business and had difficulty with his or her services, they wouldn't ban all plumbers and refuse to run another plumber. It was clear that something else was going on here. Sadly, the situation wasn't new to me. The type of work that I do is something that makes some people uncomfortable. They either don't believe in it or are afraid of it. More often than not, it is religious people who are commonly inclined to find things like astrology suspect. Whatever the reason for her decision, it was clear that I was being discriminated against. I was a high seller for the company with a proven record of success. I received positive reviews, and it was clear that I was reliable, yet they wouldn't run my ad. I was dealing with a clear case of injustice, and I wasn't happy about it. Coincidentally, friends and many of my clients were dealing with similar issues of injustice. One of my clients was doing well after eight months in her new job. She had made some major changes to move and adjust to working at the new office. With no warning, she was given her last paycheck and a pink slip telling her that her position had been eliminated. She was dumbfounded. I also had a client who had spent less than a year in a highly 
in a fairly high-end job who was told he was doing really well as a team leader. After positive review, days later he was accused of sexual harassment. I knew him well enough to be clear that it was improbable that he sexually harassed anyone. Still, they suspended him and let him go a few days later. Rather than deal with a potential lawsuit from the accuser, they chose to let go of one of their top men. Another client of mine was dealing with a clear case of someone who claimed her land was actually his. He was dragging her through court and trying to take her property. There were similar themes that were popping up all over the place. I was finding myself around a lot of people who were experiencing injustice. It seemed that justice had taken a holiday. One of the major 22 universal archetypes in the tarot is the card of justice. It is usually placed in the position number 11 in the major arcana cards. In its upright position, it refers to karmic rewards, balance, legal issues that resolve in your favor. It often suggests being treated well, receiving benefits, or things working out favorably. Reversed, it points to unpleasant karmic situations, unfair treatment, harsh or inaccurate judgments from others, imbalanced and sometimes legal issues that are not in your favor. We all encounter this archetype theme in both the positive and negative aspects at some point in our lives. It can be tremendously difficult when we're caught on the negative side of this experience, though. I often remind my clients and sometimes have to remind myself that even an injustice may turn out beneficial. If you were let go from a job, served divorce papers, or gets mistreated unfairly in any way, the universe, our higher self, may be moving us purposely in a different direction. We can choose to fight to achieve what we believe justice to be, yet, in some cases, we may find that the time, energy, and cost it takes to do this type of battle is not worth a theoretical reward. Often this is because we may not win as much as we expected and lose weeks, months, and even years of waste on our creative energy and life force in an emotional or financial battle. We often block ourselves from new experiences and opportunities because we have too much energy invested in what we perceive as an injustice. Sometimes healthy retreat and even surrender is the best course. On the other hand, sometimes we have to fight for what we believe to be right. There are occasions when we have to fight the good fight, There are times when corruption needs to be addressed. We may need to do this for our own self-esteem, not only for our own self-esteem, but because it may inevitably change an unfair law or practice that is unjust. A willingness to to stand up for what is right may actually help to protect others from similar injustice in the future. Discovering when to fight or when to walk away can be tricky, but there are times when either choice may turn out to be the right one or the wrong one. Part of making the decision on which way to go may involve some meditation and contemplation before choosing to fight or retreat. Sage advice, oracles, and listening to your own intuition can be of great value here. I spent around two weeks being somewhat pissed off about how the Groupon type of company treated me. I wanted to fight and get them to apologize to me and and own their prejudiced perspectives. When I was quiet and shut off the noise of my ego and my Sagittarius endless search for ethical justice, I heard a different message. I wasn't meant to fight about this experience of discrimination. I was to let it go. I chose to contact a different company who offered the same type of service. They agreed to run a similar ad. The first company's promotion brought in a little over $1,400 in one week. The second company I used brought in over 2,100 in one day. In a 
in my situation, I actually got justice. Not from where I believed it should have come from, but in a completely different and even more beneficial way. The scales of justice did tip my way when I chose to go a different way and chose a different solution. The workism of karma can be difficult to understand. Getting tangible justice may not come when we want it to. There are times when it is hard to pull ourselves away from an injustice. Yet if we accept the wisdom of the universe, our higher self, and its ability to balance the scales in its own way, we can still win, no matter what road we choose to take. Okay, so that was my column. So thanks for listening to that. I realized, of course, that I had my column edited, and I'm I'm reading the unedited version which makes me pause and hesitate <laughs> as I'm reading it because I'm catching slight grammatical errors, and then of course they end up coming out in my in my speech pattern as well too. But but such is the uh, the reality of a perfectionist in that sense. I always say my my compulsion to get things right is uh, astrologically has to do with a conjunction of Mars, Uranus, and Pluto in Virgo in my fifth house. So anyone who's familiar with astrology will surely understand that that connotation. Anyway, so the uh, situation, of course, ended up turning out positive. And, uh, you know, I had mentioned in the piece that I had a number of other um, clients, friends, different people kind of going through similar type of stuff. So it was definitely somewhat across the board. Um, Even in this piece that I wrote, I actually only mentioned probably, you know, maybe uh, I think I mentioned three of about seven or eight different circumstances and situations that I was hearing about people who were battling injustice. And that's one of the things that's always kind of interesting about uh, the experiences that I go through. Uh, I find that there always are parallels that are going on. You know, some people going through similar things that are way worse. Some are going through things that are not as bad. Uh, But there's always kind of parallels around and I think that that's a good reminder that, you know, to some extent we get what we concentrate on, that we are the people around us that are, especially ones that are close to us or influential or, or mirrors to us of uh, different elements within us in that sense. Of course, we see these parallels going on, but I think it's also added uh, fodder or, you know, or, or food for thought for us to contemplate and understand these issues. You know, a big part of of this resolution for me, and I definitely came to a resolution around it, because I found that even later on, after I had gone through this experience, um, I had a couple of other areas where I was feeling a little bit of a sense of injustice. I had an issue with uh, one of the casinos that I visit, uh, where they decided to ban cigar smoking, um, even though they have a non-smoking section, I was kind of a little bit pissed off about that. There was a number of different things that I had encountered that were even more minor than this, but that also had gotten me kind of um, upset. And for the last, uh, for much of August of this year, we had been uh, we've been in a retrograde for with Mercury in retrograde in Leo. So I want to talk a little bit about that because that connects in with this particular subject that we're talking about today, anyway. You know, Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves. So Mercury in our own personal charts, of course, tells us the way that we think. If Mercury is in Leo, we think like a Leo. If it's in Scorpio, we think like a Scorpio. Whatever other sign might be, we might be, uh, you know, uh, a Libra who has a Mercury in Scorpio. It's just going to give a little bit of a Scorpionic thought process to the way we operate. 
but Mercury continues, of course, to move around the solar system and throughout the signs. But when it goes retrograde, backwards, so to speak, from Earth's perspective, you know, we go through a process where things get messed up, communication, phones, appointments, uh, you know, people from our past resurface, we rehash and re-go over old issues. There could be a bit of a confusion for this couple-of-week period, usually about three weeks, when Mercury goes retrograde. So in this case, it had gone retrograde in Leo. So the trigger, of course, is, you know, whenever something is in Leo in a chart is where we're strong and where we're confident and where we see ourselves as a little bit of a prince or a princess in that sense. We want to be recognized as the king or the queen, uh, as the giver, the person who is, is larger than life, creative and, and giving. You know, uh, the, the best part of Leo is that, that healthy cockiness, that ability to be proud of what you do well and what's good about you and to be able to want to share that with others and be seen as someone who is creative or expressive or, or good at what they do. So we all get affected even if we don't have Mercury in, in Leo uh, during a Mercury retrograde in Leo because somewhere in your chart is where you have some Leo energy going on. Uh, so that is going to be when Mercury was retrograde in Leo in through much of August. I found myself going through this and certainly a lot of clients, a lot of friends, being a little bit frustrated with circumstances where people felt like they were mistreating them or not recognizing the the what 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 makes them great, what makes them positive, what makes them good. So there was certainly a bit of that going on. I know I was having it uh, in my own backyard where I was becoming very, very frustrated. In fact, one of the things that I had found that was most um, stressful to me was that I had a uh, you know I had a number of clients that owed me money from from past sessions through checks and had forgotten to pay me or had been very very late with payments and I was having some difficulty with even getting some bills paid because of it because so many people were behind so of course it was triggering that part of me that was like you know this is what you're supposed to do and it's unfair and and I can't believe I have to even I should have to even tell them in the first place I found myself getting very very frustrated by the injustice of being treated by my own clients this way but what was funny is really nobody was really at fault you know it really just turned out to be that a few people made the mistake they were they forgot to mail the check they got behind it, it, it you know it squeezed out of their mind it wasn't like they were trying to screw me over but it felt like that in that sense and i was very very frustrated by that so uh but i kind of caught that the more i got frustrated by it the more i was actually bringing more of those type of experiences to myself in other words you know, I was having more and more of these things happen because I was focusing on it more and more. And that's the way our psyches work. It becomes like a a magnet in that sense. Uh, you know, I've said this many times before on my show and when I've talked to clients, that even worry is kind of a form of prayer. When we worry, we are really sending out what we fear into the universe just repeatedly in that sense. You know, and thankfully the universe isn't neutral, from the perspective that not everything that we fear manifests. Um, <laughs> fortunately, the way the universe is designed, it takes a lot of energy to manifest something difficult. You've got to really focus on it a lot of times. So that's the good news, actually. Otherwise, if every negative thought that ran through ahead would, would manifest, we would certainly have a, 
a difficult time. You know, and the same thing is, you know, you can you could wish to win the lottery on a daily basis, but you're not necessarily going to believe that you're going to win the lottery or necessarily win the lottery. A lot of other things have to come into play to make that happen. But I wanted to bring up this idea of um, of, of justice and injustice. Talk a little bit about it further. Um, I see I'm getting some callers, so I'm going to open up the phone lines in just a few minutes here. Uh, but let me talk a little bit about this card that I mentioned, this tarot card, the card of justice, because it is one of the major arcana cards. We talked in the last couple of shows about um, these major arcana cards, and I, I mentioned I would talk more about it in this particular show. And uh, these are like archetypal themes of major arcana cards. They represent the universal experiences that we all go through at different points in our lives um, in our own progress and development. So the Justice card is card number 11, and it represents the archetypal theme of having experiences that are, you know, uh, karmically good, balanced, harmonious, where we're treated well, where things work out in our favor. Um, it can represent a feeling of, of being rewarded or acknowledged um, for for work well done, or, again, that, that feeling of contentment that can come when we feel like we have been um, recognized as as valuable, uh, it can uh, refer to that the the ideal of balancing and stabilizing our life, where we keep everything harmonious, work, rest, play. Um, it definitely brings up the idea of um, again that sense of justice that we feel when things are working out well. If we we go to school, if we work hard, and then we get a good job, we feel a sense of justice. Uh, or if we feel like we've, uh, you know, we worked on our body, we've gotten in really, really good shape, and people are complimenting us, maybe even whistling, then we feel that sense of justice, that we're getting <laughs> acknowledged and recognized at some level for the things that, that we've done and that, that are, you know, bringing some type of a result. In its reverse position, it can refer to a sense of unfairness, imbalance, um, being misjudged, prejudiced perceptions by others, having our rights violated, um, even can it represent the attribute in ourselves of being judgmental, um, having an imbalance of giving, receiving, giving too much or receiving too much, um, and uh, or inflexibility, or again, even just circumstances that, that represent this thing kind of coming at us that way in that sense. So that is the the dynamic of this card, and it does represent the experience that we go through. And I talked about this a bit in the piece about, you know, there is almost a culpability because sometimes we really do have to stand up and and uh, fight for what we believe to be right and true. Sometimes uh, if we ignore a circumstance or a situation, we could potentially cause further hazard. Uh, and if we ignore an injustice, you know, for instance, if a, you know, a woman is attacked or abused in any way, and she doesn't report it or talk about it, well, maybe that leaves uh, the possibility of that culprit then doing the same thing to someone else. So to some extent, there could be a culpability. Uh, or if we hear someone being abusive to that child in our neighborhood and we never do anything about it, and then later on that child is severely hurt. you know. So sometimes we, we do have to stand up. And, and deal with an injustice. And in other cases, sometimes the best option is uh, to know when to retreat, to not necessarily continue to fight 
something that is not going to be resolvable. Sometimes there's a wisdom in accepting the injustice. And that's really, in essence, what I did and I talked about in this piece that I wrote about, which was that realization that I had, I could continue to fight and be angry about the injustice that I was receiving from this company and their prejudiced perspectives. And, yeah, I, I'm not sure why the woman in the piece was, was rejecting uh, running my promotion, but I'm, I'm going to theoretically guess that she was either extremely, like, cuckoo bird right-wing religious or maybe even cuckoo bird on the left and the far left and extremely uh, non-religious and, and all, you know, to the point where anything involving spirituality or, or philosophy is something they want nothing to do with. So I don't necessarily know what it was, but there was definitely something going on there. And for me, I got caught up. You know, I, I was pissed off for a couple of weeks. I really was brewing on it. Um, and then, uh, like I said, that light bulb went off when I went into meditation that I needed to change gears, and all I did is try a different company. And the other, this company ended up turning out to be a lot better. And I made more money. The company made more money, and they were eager to work with me again, even though I probably won't work with this company again, only because even though they did a great job, uh, the promotional vouchers that they sell, they don't offer uh, uh, expiration dates. And I, I can't run a promotion every few months for a couple of years and have you know uh, hundreds of people with never-expiring uh, promotions. <laughs> so that was the only kind of negative I found with the company. But overall, they really actually did a good job. I got a lot of people from this promotion that are now um, listeners or readers, and a few of them even have become uh, personal customers out of it. So that switching of gears really, really helped here. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. I do want to open up the phone lines because I think some of my listeners might have gone through similar type of experiences and, and want to talk about those. So I welcome any of your comments and your feedback. And at this time, I always do open up the phone lines. If you have a you know a specific question you want to ask and you want me to pull a card or two on it, um, I can do that at this time also. Uh, I do remind everybody that these are just a couple of minutes quick little mini readings. This is not a long show, so I do not have the time to do a long session, but I can talk for a couple of minutes and, and give you a little bit of quick insight into what you're going through. And then, of course, again, if you want to do a follow-up with more time, you can always contact me privately and have a session. So anyway, the call-in number here is 646-200-3966. You probably need to dial a 1 beforehand, uh, so that's 646 200 3966. So um, if you want to call in for a, a four or five minute conversation, feel free to do that. And if we get a long list of people, please be patient. Uh, I'll try to get to everybody and um, and we'll, we'll do the best we can in the, the little time that we have remaining here. Okay, I'm going to grab my first caller here. Hello, 951, you're on the air. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hello. This is Donna. Yes, can you hear me? Donna, yeah, hey Donna. Hi. How, how are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thank you. Good. Have we uh, talked maybe, before? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. I haven't called. Yeah. Um, if All you right. don't mind, maybe pulling a card. I would. Sure. Do you have a specific that, question that you want to ask about, or you just um, want to, to pull a card or two and just see what's kind of coming okay. up? Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. Because either's fine. Okay. Huh? Let's yeah. 
do that and give me just a moment here. Sure. I'm still I got to get a Bluetooth actually. I'm still working with the phone. Sometimes I'm like so far behind on technology. <laughs> but, I know. Uh, I, I, so I understand. I know. You know, it's so funny. I think that's one of the realities of being a little bit older. I'm in my 40s. I'm not sure how old. Yeah, you same are. thing. Are we don't. Yep. Okay. I was going to say we don't ask a lady her age, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, it's funny because you watch the little, little youngsters, they adapt to this stuff like it's nothing. I know. It's like, oh, it's, it's another so technological true. thing I have to do now. I know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a changing world. So uh, let me put the phone down for a minute. I'm going to pull a couple of cards for you, Donna, and we'll see what comes Thank up, okay? You. All right. Okay, so I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you just a brief little bit about each of the cards I pulled, and then I want to give you a minute or two to kind of respond to see what what triggers and, and what fits. You can just share as much information as you oh. want to okay. uh, about these things. Uh, have you worked with the tarot before? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So I pulled three cards for you. I pulled the card for your your past, um, which in this case would be the recent past. I pulled the uh-huh. card for where you are now, and then I pulled the card for the near future to see what the next trigger is. So the past comes up the Eight of Swords. And Eight of Swords usually means that you've gone through an experience where, I always call this the the, the mental cage. Um, the Eight of Swords can be a circumstance or a situation where it feels limited or that you don't have as much mobility or as much movement as you'd like. Uh, yes. Sometimes this is really quite physical where it can feel like you're, you're stuck in some respects, uh, that you want to move or you want to make a change or you're, you're staying right. in a circumstance or situation because you kind of have to. Sometimes it's a mental cage where it's just having difficulty breaking out of an old thought pattern or mm-hmm. process in that sense. Usually it's a bit of both in that right. sense. It's not always necessarily a bad card, the Eight of Swords, because sometimes, you know, like, you know, even if you have kids or something, you know, sometimes, you know, I have, I have friends that have small children and, uh, sometimes they lose their mind because they just need to talk to an, another mm-hmm. adult in right. that sense. But sometimes the cage is necessary in that respect. Uh, but And, again, we do feel that sense of, of that some recent history of feeling kind of right. locked a little bit. Definitely, yeah. The, uh, without a car, I was without a car living alone, so, yeah. <laughs> without, a car, without a car living alone? And then, and yeah, being isolated, um, not near anybody that I knew. So, oh, yeah, wow. that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll, yeah. That's fitting. That'll definitely do the trick. Totally. Um, right. <laughs> I know I'm a Sagittarius, and for me, when I don't have mobility, that's the oh thing that makes God. my head spin. It's awful. Would, it's not, yeah, yeah. The past. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So definitely, yeah. and that's very fitting. The present right. comes up the Empress reversed, which means this. You know, this, this is a larger, major arcana card, so it suggests that there is some difficulty now with like a feeling of abundance that there's still a limit on that at some level. It can feel like um, that there is is some improvement, but usually still a kind of a frustration on on feeling that sense of abundance. Often this is, you know, not only necessarily financially, but often a lot of times emotional, mm-hmm. um, where it can feel like there is that, but you're not, your feminine energy isn't flowing the way that you want it to in that mm-hmm. sense. And, and feminine energy at its best, of course, is the ability to draw things to you. 
you know, to draw abundance to you, for people to recognize what's positive and larger than life and giving about you. So we still see this archetype off right now at some level. So, again, at practical levels, it can indicate a feeling of having trouble receiving or not feeling um, that the things that you've been doing are meeting the type of results you'd ideally like yet. Uh, so there can be a bit of a frustration around this. You know, sometimes this is deeper. Sometimes we're taught, you know, that um, in order that, you know, like I often tell people, especially when people were raised by religious influences, there's always positive and negatives. But like a lot of times when I talk to clients that were raised um, Catholic, as an example, often on the positive side they're taught that spirituality is good, to believe in saints and angels and things of that nature. But they're, on the negative side, sometimes they're taught that, you know, if you're if you're suffering or you're struggling anyway, God loves you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like a psychological thing in that sense of a feeling that that smallness is somehow good. So this card, no matter what and how it applies here for you, is suggesting at some level that again there's an urge to make things grow, but still having some difficulty with that. Again, at some deeper core level. Okay. The good news is the outcome comes up the seven of swords reversed. So this is a very nice card, actually. Uh, Seven of Swords reversed means like um, a change in your thinking. It also can suggest circumstances working out more beneficially than you thought. Um, They kind of call the Seven of Swords reversed in the tarot the luck out card. It means that either things don't pan out the negative way we were thinking or that it sort of turns out to be good somehow or in a beneficial kind of a way. It's kind of a luck out in that sense. uh, you know, a couple of years back, I want to use a personal example of this, and we'll talk a little bit about where you are with this. A couple of years back, I had had a car, car accident, mm-hmm. and uh, it was I was not a luck out by any means, but it sort of turned out kind of good because I really wasn't actually hurt in the accident, and I was able to get another car that's actually better than the car that I had. I actually was able to get a used 2001 Prius, mm-hmm. and it's funny because this car, I get like 50 miles to the gallon in this car. Oh, yeah. And uh, right. I was able to make, it was just a miracle that I even got it. It was such mm-hmm. an interesting kind of a switchover. Mm-hmm. But I remember the Seven of Swords reverse coming up for me and that, that, that uh-huh. change that it turned out to be beneficial. So sometimes the Seven of Swords can be like having something returned to us also. where But uh-huh. it generally means some type of improvement, something that we right. thought was lost comes back or comes back right. in. Okay. Does any of this make any sense to you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Maybe um, the uh, seven reversed would mean the relationship that I'm in. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm getting exactly, you know, emotionally the emotional. Um, I don't know what I'm needing. And maybe in the uh, outcome is letting that go and and allowing another, you know, another relationship to. Um, yeah, are you married or just dating? No, no, I just have a boyfriend, but it just doesn't. Yeah, really you know, I always, you know, one of the things that I think is, it's one of my little philosophies that I would throw at people, and I actually ended the first book that I wrote with this exact line, and I always say, mm-hmm. if it isn't fun, don't do it. Right. And, it, you know, it's not that we shouldn't have to work and make some sacrifice in relationship, but I always say that right. if most of the time you're really not fulfilled and you're really not happy, right. and, you know, right. someone's really mostly annoying the crap out of you anyway, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost healthy sometimes to know when to walk away because yeah. right. you don't really want to change them anyway. You want to let someone who actually might like those right. characteristics be with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think that that has to do with uh, – I, I definitely think that, that you're on target with what you're picking up mm-hmm. there, that there's something right. about this kind of maybe 
coming mm-hmm. to the end of its course. Yeah. And either, you know, a lot of times, too, when we're willing to let something go, often that can create a shift, sometimes of within course. a relationship, but more often it just has to do oh. with, like, getting out of jail. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah that makes sense. coming along. Right. So, yeah. makes sense? Right. Totally awesome. makes sense. Cool. Thank Great. you so much. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling Thanks in. Thanks for your time. Oh, you're you know, welcome. Put your, push yourself on the line there. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, thank you very right. much. Okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Okay. So thank you, Donna, for that call. And I do appreciate the calls. I always wish I could get to more of them in a show. I should be able to get to one more today. So um, I'm going to take this this other caller, and then we'll took a couple minutes with them, and then we'll kind of finish up on our subject here. You know, this is a 45-minute show, and I swear to God it goes by so fast when I do these shows, especially when I get callers. But I, I want to say I do like my callers, so please don't hesitate to call, especially the later shows that I do in the month. A lot of times uh, I leave more space for calls. The first show of the month is my column read, and that takes usually about 15, 20 minutes to sort of read the column and talk about it, so we have a little less time for it. But I do do uh, listeners' choice shows later on, so um, those are always available. Let's take our other caller here. Okay, 480, you are on the uh, Snake Oil Radio Show. How are you? Hello? Hello. Oh, good. Okay, you're there. Hi, Uh, who am I talking to? Uh, My name is Casey. Casey, how are you? Uh, Casey, I'm good, thank you. Casey, okay, thank you. I'm a little deaf today. It's my it's the that's AC right. that's running in the background all the time to combat <laughs> this excessive Phoenix heat. So I always want to turn it off, but then I would probably pass out. So it's kind of yeah, a trick off. Huh? So it's Casey, right? Okay. Casey, yes. Right. Okay, Casey, did you have a question or a comment? Uh, I was hoping you would do the same as you did the previous caller, where you just kind of sure. hold the cards. You got it. I will do the same thing because I do. We have time for one more here, so That's let me great. do the Thank same you. thing. I'll pull a couple of cards, and we'll see what we get. I always think it's good when we have two different people also because you could – sometimes it's amazing you'll see, like, that there will be a synchronicity between callers. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't see this, but, like, when I do private sessions with people, sometimes they'll do three, four, five sessions in a day, and it's funny because a lot of times – the, the people are in sync with each other, and they don't even know each other. They're going through mm-hmm. work issues or relationship issues. So it's very fascinating to kind of watch these patterns happen. So let's see. Mm-hmm. It may not be that this be the case this time, but let's take a look. So I'm going to put the phone down just for a minute to pull a couple of cards okay. for you like I just did with Donna, and we'll see what we get. Sounds good. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, okay, so Pat, I did the same thing. I pulled three cards for uh, for Casey here, um, one for a past, one for her present, one for the near future. So we see the Emperor reversed coming up in your past position. So the Emperor reversed, again, another major arcana card uh, that we see in the Tarot. So the Emperor means that you went through a circumstance or a situation in the past where there was like the emperor reverse a lot of times can mean like a frustration around work or business or practicality. Um, often it can also suggest like plans not coming to pass, like trying to get something to happen, whether it's waiting for a promotion or some type of move forward or for something to come together. 
and it doesn't gel for some reason in that mm-hmm. sense, or there are blocks or some type of delays. So we see some frustration with the emperor reversed of, of hopes or dreams or ideals that did not necessarily come to pass in the way that we would have liked them to. The present comes up the Seven of Wands, and the Seven of Wands, this is a little bit more of a positive card in the present. The imagery in the Seven of Wands is they show a man who is uh, balancing um, a staff in his hand, and meaning like a stick, and he's got he, he's kind of walking, almost the feeling of walking a tightrope, that he's walking a mm-hmm. tightrope and he's keeping himself balanced, but there are six sticks being poked up underneath him in that sense. And the imagery and the meaning of the card is it means courage, it means the ability to persevere, to continue to work toward goals without floundering in that sense, but it can still feel like a pressure card at some level that you're trying to maintain a balance and keep an evenness and there can be a little bit of a feeling of frustration, but this is a bit more of a positive card than the Emperor Reverse because it suggests that there's still a, a courage or tenacity that's operating here, that you continue to work toward the goal in that sense, no matter what's going on around you. Um, okay. The outcome card comes up, the Father of Swords reversed. So we see the influence of an air sign male. Sometimes this could be a female card, too. More often it's usually if it's male, it's male. If it's female, it's female. It, it, it depends on who we're talking to and uh, their sexuality and other elements as well. But um, uh, Father of Swords Reverse usually suggests that there's some difficulty in the near future with someone who is, um, you know, usually Swords Reverse would suggest that this character is about communication and expression, but somehow we see a little bit more of the negative side of that, meaning that they're shutting down, not communicating enough, that you're having difficulty getting information uh, from them. Or, um, or the opposite, where sometimes they're talking too much or they're being a little bit antagonistic. Or I always think the, the Father of Swords Reverse, similar to the Mother of Swords Reverse in the cards, has to do with someone who's um, been hurt or frustrated by circumstances in the world and is still carrying that, that they're having some difficulty okay. letting that go. So, okay. Now, I know, um, you know, it's funny because I had this come up on my own card reading, my card spread. Uh, at, at this t- uh, at this time, and I caught, mm-hmm. I recognized that there were a couple of people that were around me that were representing that. Sometimes tarot will composite people, but more often than not, I also recognized that I had to be careful too because there was some areas in my own life where I was a little bit upset or bothered in that sense, and it felt like yeah. um, I didn't want to become that type of person either. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you? I hear a child in the background. Are you, yeah, uh, got two uh, little boys. <laughs> Are you um are you uh are you partnered now? Yes, I am married. Okay. And uh, is that going well? Yes. Okay. So, now do you do you have any idea who this sort of difficult character might be? Um not really. I can't think of who the difficult person could be right now. Because sometimes, you know, because I, I thought about this myself when I had done my own spread, and I thought the, it's funny because I, I have uh, had a couple of issues with some banks and a few other things, mm-hmm. and I've been kind of getting bombarded by um, sort of the negative authority <laughs> would mm-hmm. be the way that I'd put that. A couple of issues from the past that I had to resolve, uh, and I was getting kind of these obnoxious kind of calls and difficulties that were coming toward me that way in that sense. So it may, not, it may be a larger collection of people. But what we see here is some element of, of, you'll understand it in the next probably couple of weeks, 
where there might be a feeling of some antagonism in that sense. I'm going to also guess that um, probably the, the the perseverance that you're going through is, I, I definitely think it's obviously a blessing having children, but it also could be exhausting <laughs> yes, at the most base yeah. level. How old are they? They can be. Uh, almost two and almost five. Yeah, so there's probably a little bit of a certain level of exhaustion. But I pulled one more card for you, and I want to finish up real quick here too, as we're running out of time for the show. But I also pulled okay. the card, and the Four of Wands comes up reversed, uh, connected. So that actually means that there is some harmony at home within the family. So it looks like it, this, this, wherever this antagonism that's coming up, it isn't necessarily from within the home. So that's kind of good news. Okay, yeah, that's very good news. <laughs> okay. Okay, sounds good. I wish I had more time to talk, but unfortunately we're running out of time here, so... Uh, Casey, thank you for calling in as well, um, and maybe we'll catch you another time. We have a little bit more time to talk with you, okay? Sounds great. Thank you for your help. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for that. I want to elaborate more. We just don't have the time, unfortunately. So thank you both, Casey and Donna, for that, for both of those uh, calls. I appreciate your input. And, uh, you know, get back to me, too, in another show. If you A lot of times... Cards will say things we don't know what they mean, and then a couple weeks later, like the light bulb goes on over our head. Believe me, it's happened to me so many times; it's mind-boggling. I find the cards are often very accurate. It's just sometimes we have to figure out what they're, they're talking about. Uh, okay. Anyway, so thank you for tuning in for my show today about justice injustice, and uh, we'll be back here again uh, next Thursday. And if you're not already uh, getting my monthly column, then absolutely email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com or at uh, VenturaWords at Mac.com. I'll add you to the free mailing list, and that is all, of course, blind copied out, meaning no one will ever get your email address from me um, or anything like that. I do do some promotional work, but only within the column. So uh, if you're looking at a private session, Again, info on all of that is on my website and uh, and also info about my books and classes and various other things that I do. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. This is Jim Ventura signing out, and I'll be here again next Thursday. And uh, have a great week, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Cheers. <laughs>